Welcome to Coping with COVID-19, this editorially independent program from the editors of Modern Aesthetics Magazine and Practical Dermatology Magazine is made possible with advertising from Care Credit. This is part one of episode eight. Wendy Lewis and Drs. Anthony Yoon and Jason Bloom discuss the need for sensitivity and strategies for marketing when emerging from practice shutdowns. It's definitely been a, um, a, a very different uh, world here with social media in the last month or so. Part of it, I think, is that, you know, Jason and I probably we have a lot more time than we've ever found that we've had on our hands in the last 15 years for me. So I spent some of it uh, focused on honing a message and getting, you know, information out there. Tony, are you still doing your podcast? Yeah. So the podcast is weekly. It's called the Holistic Plastic Surgery Show. Um, I've probably my favorite guest is uh, somebody who's been on twice. Her name is Wendy Lewis. (laughs) So we cover all all things, cosmetic, (laughs) lifestyle, nutrition, health, um, all different things. So yeah, still doing that. Definitely. And Jason, you're, you're in a brand new office, a brand new practice. So this is a great time for you to get some groundwork done before your grand opening. Yeah, I mean, this has been very interesting. I opened up my new office in um, September of this year, uh, or of the past year. And, um, you know, it's, uh, we, we got off to a great start and um, we're just continuing to grow things. And now we're having some, um, you know, some time to really make a, a robust, uh, social media, you know, plan and uh, for the coming year and while this is going on. So let's talk about what's been different. I mean, I, you know, COVID just came up upon us. I mean, maybe I was asleep at the wheel, but I didn't see this happening until like late February or March. And then, wow, the world really changed and very quickly. And it seems like we're, you know, in a completely new dimension. I mean, when I compare it to 2008 and New York 2008, hit the wall when Lehman's Brothers failed. I think some other states like California hit it way before we did because of the housing crisis, but the East Coast was Lehman Brothers. And that feels so different to me because it was just about money. This time it's about more than money and it's family. And I don't know, I feel like it's making us nicer people somehow. Maybe it's time to like step back and think about who we are and what we do because I'm much nicer to my neighbors. <laughs> I am just like, I'm nicer than I've ever been. And it's a good thing. It, maybe I'll keep that up. I mean, I feel like we're more, do you find the same? Because you're in different markets. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with you, except when you see those people who are gathering and they're not following the oh. social distancing guidelines, then it's a whole opposite deal. Right. And I get angry uh, because I do have friends of mine who are working in the hospitals, like while we're talking here and staying at home, and they're putting their lives on the line. And, and I think when you have people who are complaining about, oh, I'm so bored sitting at home. Well, honestly, like there are my friends and colleagues who would much rather be bored sitting at home with their family than taking care of people who are dying. Yeah. And sometimes there's nothing they can do. So I agree, this is a whole new ball game. And I think the first thing you know, that, that plastic surgeons and dermatologists need to do is to relook at what you are spending and what you're putting out there for advertising and for your social media, because the message needs to be very, very different than it was just a month ago. Yeah, I totally Absolutely. agree. Jason? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you guys. Uh, I mean, that is, um, it has been an interesting uh, situation for us because, um, you know, we've had this, 
we were putting out certain messages more kind of like uh, promotional and things going on. And now it's been a complete 180. But I mean, I think it's really important that we can't, you know, when we're talking and messaging, um, you know, patients and in our, um, in our, in our listeners, so to speak out there, we can't ignore this. I mean, I think we have to, um, and, and, and patients really need us more than ever. They are looking for us, uh, to us for some credible, really good advice. Um, and so there are some really nice ways that we can kind of incorporate um, ourselves as actually credible physicians and give you know, good information to our patients when they need it the most. They're looking for things um, that they can do at home, some really good information, and that's been really good. I think that's really a good point because that's part of what I talk about very often when I'm doing these webinars with doctors. It's like you want to be, you're the trusted source already because your patients already trust you and they need to sort through all the, the garbage that's out there and everybody's throwing things at them like this medication works, this one doesn't, don't go here, don't do there. I mean, it's, it's like your, your brain is going to explode. So if you can position yourselves as being really up to speed, which I know you are, I think that's a good way to be because that's helpful. And you are promoting your brand, but in a very subtle and credible way, rather than just banging them on the head with a bunch of before and afters and promotions, which I think is probably not, it's a little bit in bad taste right now. You, like, like Tony said also, you can't ignore what's going on outside. Right. Yeah, one of the things I did, so I have a, a woman who, I mean, I have a social media um, person who works for me who's full-time, and then I also have a woman who is an uh, independent contractor who helps me with my Instagram. And the first thing I did when all, all this happened, we closed my office on uh, March 17th, as I said, we need to take out anything that is promoting any type of surgery or cosmetic treatment. And I really said, look, we're going to limit it to pretty much three different things. Uh, the first thing are messages of um, hope and messages of support. Uh, the second thing would be advice on how to stay healthy and how to take care of your skin, which we still want to do. Um, and then the third thing are messages of thanks to our first responders, to our healthcare heroes, to oh. you know, the people who are putting their lives on the line to allow us to have food on our table. And I said, that's it. You know, either we're going to give aspirational messaging and, you know, messaging about, you know, um, uh, you know, doing your best and being your best and being thankful, or we're going to talk about, give advice on health, health, health and skin health, or we're going to give information out there basically thanking people uh, for what they're doing. Everything else we have taken out. The only other thing that I've done, which has been something that I myself have, I think, struggled with is like, where is my position with all of this? Like, I'm not going to go out there and, and and give advice like Sanjay Gupta or like infectious disease experts because I'm not on the front lines. And so for me to go out there and say, hey, you know, if you've got COVID, these are medications you need to consider taking, like it would be disingenuous for me as a plastic surgeon who's not on the front lines in the hospital to do that. So how do I help people? And one of the things I've been doing is creating content that I think is entertaining. And so even if I could take people out of their daily doldrums and educate and entertain them, then I think that's reasonable. But even that, you kind of got that fine line because you don't want to be flippant, um, you know, when this is a very serious uh, situation across the country. Yeah, like and I'll, I mean, yeah, I, to I totally agree with you. And uh, there's a lot of, um, so it, it's different. Um, and I think there's a couple of things that I want to add. Um, so I do all my own social media, which I don't have a, a team there, but that's just 
my account, I have an account for my office, which is the bloom.facial.plastics one. And then I have one for me, the Dr. J. Bloom one, which it has a little bit of everything. And it's very interesting as um, I've just looked at my posts over the last month, some of the more personal stuff, um, like, I mean, I have in my Dr. J. Bloom accounts, like the patients and your followers want to see a little bit of more of a human side to you. Um, more personal. I posted me, there was a, a post of me and my wife um, from college. Uh, there was that first pick challenge kind of thing. And like that got huge, uh, a, a huge amount of uh, likes and followers from that. Um, and just because they want to see you from a more personal side. And then additionally about the advice uh, standpoint, I think that's great. And I agree. I'm not uh, talking about how we can, you know, fight COVID from the first uh, front lines. But I think what I've noticed is doing more things like ask me a question that maybe, you know, like opening it up to patients to provide some advice about, you know, health, skincare, things like that, surgery, maybe they haven't had a chance to get in there and ask you on, on a, per, a personal level, I mean, you know, in front of you in your office, but now this is an option to open it up to them and say, ask me, um, you know, what's concerning you? How can, how can I be of service to you when we have this time to work together? I think those are good strategies. I, I feel like you are experts in your own fields and you are trusted and that's important and you want to keep that up. I also think that there's this sort of natural balance that you need to strike and it's going to be different for Tony than it is for Jason, than it is for me. Um, and it's between something like comforting yet uplifting, not Debbie Downer. And I also like to see a lot of practices sort of pivoting a little more to the wellness category, which I know, Tony, you've been involved in a long while because I feel that's very neutral. That's neutral ground. And people kind of need a little bit of aromatherapy right now. And, you know, little things that make a difference in their lives because we get so little comfort, especially watching the news, that you need something like that. I also agree with you totally about the, about the personal, and that's a very individual choice, how much personal you want to do. But I definitely think during this period, you can take a risk and be a little more personal than you would have before this, because I don't think people are interested in the typical doctor in a, you know, in, in a lab coat kind of stance right now. They're just over it. Everybody's kind of equal right now. It's almost like a great equalizer in some ways. We're all in this together. And that's the message I use when, when we do social media for brands. We're very much in the we. It's not you. It's not me. It's the we. Because I think people really need that support and that feeling of camaraderie. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, I think there are three types of posts that I have been seeing. Um, and I'll just name a few people that I admire of what they're doing. So Oren Tepper, plastic surgeon like in New York City. Um, he, he had a post on Instagram recently and showing all of the PPE that he's wearing as he is helping patients on the front line. You know, putting something like that out there, you know, for me, it gives me chills when I see that because right. I know Oren, I know what a good guy he is and I know what he's doing. On the flip side, uh, Dr. Ellen Marmer, uh, dermatologist, very well respected, love Ellen. Um, she's putting out real personal stuff out there, and she's not on the front lines as a dermatologist. Um, I think her husband is, but she is putting out stuff out there on health and supporting the health and very personal types of things, and I love what she's doing as well, because even though she's not, let's say, doing what Oren is doing, she's doing what she can in her own way, 
mm -hmm. um, which I found to be really well done. And then the third type of post that I'm seeing are before and after photos from plastic surgeons, which, I mean, it baffles me that these are still on autopilot, that these doctors hire companies to put these before and afters up there, and they're still going on, you know, a month after my office is closed. I just find that it is, it's, it's just, you just are not reading what's going on here because people don't want to see that. Uh, and if anything, I think it's insensitive when you have people out there who are afraid. Um, in my opinion, I think it's better not to post than to post about, hey, look at this great result I had from liposuction. I, I would just take it down and save it for when people are feeling better. And just like Jason said, put something out there personal, you know, about time that you're spending, you know, while you're quarantined or if you are helping, those are types of things I would definitely put out there. Yeah, I, I actually think homeschooling is something that who doesn't relate to that? Thank God my daughter is grown. <laughs> I don't know how I would survive homeschooling. <laughs> I mean, but everybody relates to that. It's like, oh my God, you know, how do you do this and kind of run your life? Because life doesn't stop just because your office isn't open. You're still dealing with stuff. Yeah, and some of the things that I've put out there that have been more personal is, you know, once my practice closed down, I was having problems sleeping and I'd wake up at three in the morning. And so my wife and I began doing meditation and I'm not a meditation guy. This is not, I mean, it's brand new for me, although I've always encouraged people to try it and I found my sleep get better. So, you know, putting personal stuff out there, I do think people appreciate it, even though I would never say, hey, I'm an expert at meditation or I'm a sleep expert. This is what I've done. Uh, and, and I think that that does help because people do see you as a real person. And the idea, you know, and there's a lot of people who've been really good with this. Rachel Hollis has been really good with this idea of teaching people, look, it's not necessarily the information you give them, but it's how you make them feel. And so if you're, you know, we're in this time where so many people are so afraid, they're so, and people are so stressed, they're not going to remember the before and after that you put on your website or that you put on your social media but they're gonna remember how it made you feel. Like I'm gonna remember for a long time how Oren made me feel when I saw his post about him in the PPE and me thinking, holy crap, like look what he's doing and the chills that it gave me. That's what I'm gonna remember for a long time. I also think another way to go, and um, if this, I mean, in New York, it's a little tougher, but in, in other smaller areas, like anything that you're doing for community, and I, I really urge doctors to get more involved in their community because there are long-term benefits as well as short-term, as well as it kind of makes you feel good, right? I mean, how can you help in your community and not even as a physician, but just as a person, as a neighbor, as a father, a, a mother, an aunt, whatever, people want to get together. And if that means volunteering somewhere, or joining a group or a club or getting more involved with the other practices or the other businesses on your block, I think will serve you well because they're having the same struggles, slightly yeah. different than, than other people are. It, you know, they have a business to run also. And a lot of them, at least here, I mean, there, nobody is open in New York City at all, like one Dwayne Reed and maybe a couple of grocery stores. So people are struggling and they can relate to that. Plus, it, it allows you to take the time to build relationships that you may find are very bonding when you are ready to rebuild which I hope yeah, I is think, sooner rather than later. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. And, and, and it really comes back a little bit to social media too, because this is a great time to really embrace social responsibility um, through social media. And, you know, the, you know the, the saying that we all have heard, you know, think globally, but act locally. And that's, you know, things that you can do really 
um, within your own communities. Um, certainly, I have um, a friend that's delivering meals and 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 even kind of highlighting stuff on your own social media how you donated PPE or are you know working with some other companies to provide uh, meals and that kind of thing to various other places, um, and then also to give back to our you know our frontline workers that are doing so much. I mean, this is just something that we were doing in our office that um, somebody who owns a local um, uh, salon came to me and said, well, why don't we do something nice for the nurses and the doctors that are out there taking care of the patients? And so I said, that's a fantastic idea. And so, you know, giving away treatments, free treatments for like a day of beauty when things get better for those of us, for those of the, um, you know, those doctors and our nurses who are out there and really being on the front lines and protecting us. I love that some, some restaurants who are either doing catering or, or waiting for someone to call them through Seamless and not getting it are bringing food to hospital workers. I mean, that resonates because in New York City, and I'm sure this is no different in your cities, these healthcare workers are on the front lines. They're not protected. They're not respected either. And they deserve our support in the biggest way. And it's not only them, it's who's opening the grocery store, who is at the counter at Dwayne Reed, and they had to take the subway maybe from the Bronx to get there. They're also at supreme risk and don't have the luxury of not going to work. And we owe them a debt as a society, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. And I, the, the hard thing I think is, you know, we, we want to give, we want to give freely, but we also don't want to give with the expectation of something in return. And I think that's where it can get a little bit questionable with social media. I, th I think, you know, the idea for me is to, to try to give, but not necessarily to go out there and show every time, oh, hey, look, look what I gave this time, or look what I gave this. Um, and I think it's really picking and choosing those types of things to share. Um, one thing, you know, that I remember as well, Steve, Teitelbaum, you know, very well-respected plastic surgeon, had a post on Instagram that I thought was very, very well done, um, showing his ventilator, his, his uh, anesthesia machine, and showing, hey, you know, this is what we use for all my cosmetic patients, and I'm donating this. And one of the things he put, which I think was really good, is like, don't worry, when the practice reopens, we're not going to be reusing this machine, I'm going to get a new one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think when you're doing things that are so big like that, I think it's great. I think the challenge though, however, is um, how to make it not look self-serving. Like, hey, look, look at what I'm doing. You know, so if I had, let's say in New York City, if I had my own OR and here I'm giving out PPE, but I don't say anything about my anesthesia machine, it's like, you know, so I think that that's where you just wanna be careful, you know, and, and try to make it not look like you're bragging. Uh, and that's something that I think that all of us need to be aware of with all of this is it's a combination. It really, I think, is a little bit of a fine line. I think it's yeah. important to share, but, you know, how much do you share is definitely a question. And yeah, I think, it has to be tasteful. Yeah, I also think that your fans and followers will let you know when you've crossed that line <laughs> because people, people are so vocal about this. I mean, in New York, a lot of plastic surgeons I know are donating their, their, their um, anesthesia machines for the, for the same reasons. And I mean, they're being asked by the hospitals. There's a massive need here, which, you know, in the U.S. in 
2020 is pretty sad that we're in such dire straits in terms of, of, of this basic equipment. I mean, even masks, you have children. Have you seen these on, I mean, I, this like breaks my heart. I think it's the sweetest thing to have children, like as a class project, working from home, actually making masks to give to, to hospital workers or people in their community. I mean, doesn't that just, that's like, wow. I mean, that gets to you, I think. It kind of brings a tear to everyone's eye. It's nice to get children involved in that process. And I mean, we as adults need to kind of lead that charge. And I do think you have an opportunity to stand out, not in a self-serving way as Tony, Tony says, but as a caring physician, which I know you two are very much so, and you care about your community. And I think people are gonna remember that down the line. So the business side of it is that it does help your brand, even though we're not really talking about at that at this point. For those of you who are at home, uh, this is a good time too. If you've got like forms, office forms that you've always wanted to update, um, <laughs> consent forms, these are things that if, you know, that you can have your staff do and you can do yourself, to get some of these things done. I mean, I, we've only got time now, and I think that it's important to, to, to make right. use of it. Even though that's not making any money doing it, these are things that you don't have to do later on. No, I agree. I think that that's what I mean by preparing. Like, if you've got some time on your hands, which you never do, right? Mm -hmm. Now's the time to really think about what do you want to change in your practice? Like, here's a great time to update your website, pick out a new logo. The stuff that you never, ever have time for, and it's always on your ongoing checklist. I mean, you've never had this kind of time, and I hope you never do again. Yeah. But at least make, get something practical out of it. And also, I think plastic surgeons especially, but you know, dermatologists too, obviously, but sometimes you are so overloaded in equipment that you're not using and products that are not moving, like, take stock of what's in inventory that I don't need anymore. See what you can do about that. Trade it in, get rid of it, up, upgrade it. You know, technology that isn't making money, that a lot of companies be very happy to work with you on that and maybe get, get you know, you have a way to trade it in or get some value for it to upgrade to something you really want to use and sort of streamline everything you've got there. So you only have stuff you really want that patients are really interested in you know, that you're comfortable promoting and has some, you know, name recognition in the market, I think you're going to make more money with less stuff all around because we've all gotten a little crazy in the last few years. I mean, at some point, like how many devices do you need in a practice at any one time? You're kind of overloaded. I know one doctor in New York who has them stacked to the ceiling, <laughs> literally, yeah. because we have no room here. It's not Michigan, Tony, right? <laughs> I mean, I could not agree more. And I've just been thinking, as you've been saying this, Wendy, um, and I think what sums it up the best is take inventory. And not just of your what you have in your office, but, you know, I can tell you, when we shut down, I looked at, like, my expenses, like, what am I spending? Ouch. <laughs> like, I was spending, like, you know, here's $500 a month for this, and here's 450 a month for this. And, you know, just like, taking an inventory of what what are your expenses so you get that you know under wraps you know and starting a new practice like me you know i had a a, a business plan and i kind of had my expenses but certainly um, when the last six months and now going through my current inventory of what i'm paying out and what's coming in um i made some changes real quick yeah the other thing too you know if you've got a lot of uh like laser contracts 
Those are things to call the laser manufacturer and say, hey, look, I'm not using it for the next month or for the past month. Can you extend my contract for, by, for these two months? That can save you some money. Um, also, another thing, you know, is photo galleries. If you look at doctors' websites, the photo gallery pages are usually the most visited on your website. So if you haven't updated that, this would be a perfect time to, to have your staff or yourself update the photo gallery um, because, once again, you've got time. And, uh, and this is definitely time to do it. And, and just like, you know, we started talking about social media, this is also time to go live and to get, have your patients get to know you, uh, spend some time, you know, with most yeah. of these platforms going live, you're going to get many more eyes on you than if you just put a regular video, let's say, out there. Um, so this would definitely be a good time to, to practice going live and to kind of get into that, which is the new way to advertise is social media. And it's, and it's only going to continue to get bigger. Yeah, and video is where it's at for 2020. I mean, yeah. in, I, Tony, you're the master at this for sure, but I try to get every practice talking about, you gotta get, you gotta do it. Make yourself do it. Even if you hate it, get used to it, get comfortable with it. And you know, I mean, I threw out the idea of getting a virtual coach because there are an awful lot of kids at a film school that have nothing coming in and are not going to school. And I'm sure they would be delighted to do virtual kind of you know, education and trainings for you on zoom like this to, to get you really comfortable in front of the camera and and like getting a coach to really help you with that because that's going to make a big difference when you're up and running again patients mm -hmm. want to see you live it's the old expression i felt like i knew him before i came into the practice and nothing Absolutely. does that better than video yeah. I, I, we're gonna have to wrap up but i have one more thing i want to ask you because it comes up a lot on the topic of social media are you guys doing any virtual events for patients, are you doing anything in the office that you call a virtual event, like coffee chat or stuff like that? Have you used that technique? Uh, so once all this hit, I did um, two weeks where I did something I called Noon with Dr. Yoon, where every day it. at noon, I would go live on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and I would have about 200, sometimes more people watching at a time. Um, but honestly, it just it got to be quite onerous. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did it for two weeks and then I stopped uh, because I started thinking, hey, this is going to go on for a long time. Uh, and so I, I really should do more of that. It's just trying to find the time to do it when I'm working on other you know, things to create. But I do think that's overall a good idea. Yeah, we haven't we haven't done any of that, but I, I certainly think it's a great idea. I'd love to do, um, you know, kind of an event where followers or patients can kind of, uh, you know, come and ask us questions directly and um, yeah, just got to kind of find the right format, but I think it would be a, a great idea. I would take a look at it. A lot of practices are doing it and I think patients like it and it does keep you connected to your, your core people. On that note, anything you guys want to add? Last, last thoughts? I think that, you know, big thing is that people are at home and they're looking for stuff to watch. And my podcast numbers have gone down, so people aren't in their cars listening, but they're on their devices watching. And so if you've got the time, which hopefully, I mean, most of you probably do, this is a great time to really double down on your social media. If you go live, the good thing is most of these, you go live, if you're not happy with how you did, erase it, yeah. and it's gone, and nobody will see it again. If you do like it, then you can repurpose it. So you, you know, I do lives on three different places, but you could technically just do one on, let's say, Instagram Live, download it, put it on Facebook, put it on YouTube, put it on Twitter if you want to really get you know, a lot out of it. 
Well, a video you can use on any channel, even Pinterest. So it's, it's a good investment. Jason, what's your favorite platform? Um, I've, you know, I've been using Instagram probably the most, um, but you know, I, I think this is a, a really great time. Um, your patients need you at this point. They need, you know, your, um, your honest opinions, some credible advice. This is a great time to connect with them. And, and as Tony said, just like, you know, experiment a little bit, you know, try a little bit of, uh, you know, going live, maybe a little bit more out of your comfort zone. Wendy, you said something that you might not do normally, like be a little bit more personal, showing, showing that personal side. I think this is a time where people are going to respond to that a lot more. I think that's a great point. Thank you guys. Thanks so much for your time. And go back to homeschooling or, <laughs> or doing your, your, your uh, Instagram live. Anyway, thanks so much for your time. I think it's very valuable advice.